I'd like to just share with you really quickly what we're going to be talking about today. Um, it's called Seventh-day Activism. And uh, we're going to learn how we can become involved in practical outreach. And I have a disclaimer, okay? I'm going to read it to you in a quote. This is not a sermon. This is not a theological talk. This is a seminar so that we can learn how to reach out to other people. In fact, look at Mrs. White's quote right here. She says, the best help that ministers can give to the members of our churches is not sermonizing, but planning work for them. Give each one something to do for others and let all be taught how to work for God. So as we think about what's the most important for our church today, sermons have their place. But what we need today is we need active laity. Amen? We need all to be out there working for the people that we are surrounded with day by day. Um, you know, there's a story in the, in, the old, in the New Testament about Jesus and how he went up to the Syrophoenician woman. And what did she say to him? She said, I, I'm, I know I'm, I might be a dog, but at least dogs get the crumbs from their master's table, right? So what we're going to do today is learn how to feed spiritual crumbs to those people who are around us because we feast. We're feasting up here at uh, WIC, right? At SWIC. So before we move on, why don't we open up with a quick word of prayer. Lord, this afternoon we come before you just asking for your presence to be with us. Lord, we want to come away from this seminar learning and knowing, Lord, how we can effectively reach out to the lost that are around us. So, Lord, be with us, teach us, guide us, and we ask for your presence in your name. Amen. Well, I'd like to begin with a quick story. Not too long ago, I was at a school called Souls West. It's a two-year Bible college in Arizona. And when I was there, there was a statewide fair that happened right there in Phoenix, Arizona. A record million people showed up to the state fair. Now, at one of the exits to the state fair, there was a man who had a gigantic white beard. I mean, this guy looked like one of those ancient prophets of old who would stand on a rock and just rebuke people. This guy was amazing, right? So I exited one day, and I found this guy, and he was standing at the exit, and guess what he was doing? He was passing out these books called National Sunday Law. He passed out 7,000 of those books that year. One of these books ended up landing in the hands of a man who hopped into his car and he rode miles and miles into the city of Phoenix. For whatever reason, he got disinterested in the book. He rolled down his window, threw the book out of the window, and it landed in front of a house of a man named Aaron. Aaron came out of his house one day. He walked out to his front yard, and he noticed this little white book laying on the ground. He bent down, he picked it up, he began to read it, and come to find out that Aaron just absolutely loved this book. And, and he read it from cover almost to cover, and just as he was getting to the end, he lost it. He told me later that he searched through his whole house. He looked under his sofa. He tore his garage apart. He could not find this book. I hate it when you read, you know, and you get very close to the end of a book, right? And then if you lose it, you're just anxious to finish it off, right? Well, anyway, a few months later, I come by, and I'm knocking on doors. I'm call porter. And guess whose house I come to? Aaron's house, right? So I knock on Aaron's door. He comes out. I hand him a great controversy. I start telling him about the book, and Aaron is looking at me kind of like this. You know, kind of like a cucumber could be more interested in what I'm saying, right? And so 
as I'm talking to Aaron, I realize I'm not getting anywhere with him. So I stop selling him on the book and I just start making friends with him. Now Aaron, all of a sudden he opens up, he starts sharing with me his spiritual life. He says, you know, I was raised Catholic and, and you know, it's just a bunch of rounds and ceremonies. I've tried Protestantism a little bit, but they're just a bunch of hypocrites over there. He has a scowl on his face the whole time. But then, then he gets kind of quiet and he gets tense and he says, but you got to watch out for these, um, these Seventh-day activists. And I said, what? Seventh-day activists? You mean uh, Seventh-day Adventists, right? Aaron said, yeah, 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 those are the ones, those are the ones. Man, you got to watch out for those guys. And I said, oh, okay, what's their, you know, what's their deal? Because they didn't know I was an Adventist knocking on his door. And uh, he says, oh, man, these guys are intense. He says, I got this little white book from them. It talks about the Pope, Mark of the Beast, 666, all these prophecies. I'm like, wow, wow, this guy got the hardcore stuff from Adventism, you know. He didn't get the fluffy, you know, anything beforehand. And I said, so what did you think about it? Do you think it was fanatical? He said, no, man, everything was backed up by the scriptures. I said, wow. Well, Aaron, I'm here for a special reason today because I'm a Seventh-day Adventist. And his eyes almost popped out of his head. And he said, do you have that book? Do you have that book? I said, no, I don't have the book. But I have a book that it's, that's better than it, and the book that that one is based off of. And I put the Great Controversy back in his hands. And this time, he was looking at it like this. He was shaking. And he said, how much does it cost? And I said, well, you know, just this much. And he traded 10 bucks like he was trading pocket lint for gold. Now, I knew that Aaron was going to go back into his home that day, and he was going to read that book. Amen? Amen? How many of you, though, would like to have our church mistaken for Seventh-day activists? Yeah. Amen? Would you like it if our church was known for all being active? Whenever we go out door to door, people don't just say, are you Mormon or Jehovah's Witness? But they say, are you Adventist? Amen. And we can proudly say, yes, we are. That's what I'm looking forward to. So the question is, though, how can we get involved? Look at this quote with me. This is from Review and Herald, July 21, 1896. Mrs. White says, the great outpouring of the Spirit of God which lightens the whole earth with His glory, will not come until we have an enlightened people that know by experience what it means to be laborers together with God. When we have an entire, wholehearted consecration to the service of Christ, God will recognize the fact by an outpouring of His Spirit without measure. But this will not be while the largest portion of the church are not laborers together with God. So let me ask you a question. Will the Holy Spirit be poured out if we're not active? No. So then the next question is, how can we activate the majority of God's church? I mean, there's about 16 million Seventh-day Adventists. How can we all get involved? Does everybody have to be flown over from Africa and Thailand and all these different places to go to AFCO or Mission College or Souls West? Do they all have to go to our four-year universities and get degrees to become doctors and pastors? No, not necessarily. Mrs. White asks the same question. She says, let every Seventh-day Adventist ask himself, what can I do to proclaim the third angel's message? Amen. Then she answers by saying, the distribution of our literature is one means by which the message is to be proclaimed. Let how many believers? Every, every believer. Scatter broadcast tracts and leaflets and books containing the message for this time. So, by raise of hands, how many here today are believers? We have some believers here, okay? How many, by raise of hands, have your tracks with you right now? 
Oh man, this is a problem. Shoot. Ricky, we've got to solve this problem. These guys don't have tracks. Should, should we hook them up? Yeah, I think we should. We should hook them up. All right, what we're going to do right now, we're going to pass out some tracks to everybody here. All right? Aren't you glad you came to this seminar? <laughs> free literature, amen? All right, right now, we're going to pass out some free glow tracks to everybody. If you haven't realized it yet, I'm the director of the GLOW program for Central California Conference, and today we're going to talk about how you can get involved with distributing literature wherever you go with the GLOW program. While they're passing that out, just want to let you know a few statistics here. GLOW has been around for about 23 months, and since the program has started, we've uh, published 4 million pieces of literature, more than half of which has been passed out into people's hands. 50 churches in Central California, as well as some other conferences, have also started the program. Seven conferences have started the program since it started on a conference level. It's starting in the Czech Republic this fall. It's spreading all over the place. And why? It's not because of anybody's ingeniousness, if that's a word. It's because this is just what God told us to do. Amen? Amen? Amen. When um, Kellogg was asked why he was so prosperous and successful with his sanitariums, he said, well, I just read what Ellen White has to say, and I do it. And we're steps in advance of everybody else. It's, it's not too hard of a thing to figure out how we can have a program that's going to be blessed by God. With GLOW, everybody can be, become involved. It doesn't matter whether you're young or whether you're old. Everybody can be part of the GLOW program. By raise of uh, thumbs up, how many of you here today have thumbs? I think the majority of us here have thumbs, right? You know, the cool thing about thumbs, unlike many animals, we as humans have what's called opposable thumbs. See our thumbs, how they can do this? They can kind of bend. They can oppose the other fingers, right? Opposition is good every now and then. If you have an opposable thumb, you can be a literature evangelist. Why? Because you can grip a piece of literature, and you can pass it out to somebody. Amen? That's all it takes. Very, very simple. Now, with these tracks that you have in your hands, if you look on the back, you'll notice that there is a back panel that has contact information. Each one of these tracks that you pass out to somebody, whether it's on health, whether it's on the state of the dead, on the Sabbath, on the second coming, or Daniel 2, when you pass them out, not only can the person read about the Bible and understand more about the truths in there, but they can also on that back panel sign up for Bible studies. If they want to email in, call in, or snail mail in, they can sign up for Bible studies wherever they're at. We've gotten people handwriting letters in requesting Bible studies from El Salvador and all over the place, across the country. Now, when, when they call in for Bible studies, what we do is we get their contact information, where they live, and then we're going to go ahead and call the, lo the most local church and have them follow it up. So if you pass out a glow tract in Pasadena or Los Angeles, even though I'm from Central California, we'll find out where that person lives who called in for Bible studies, and we'll refer the closest church right back to them. If they want correspondence Bible studies, we'll just forward those over to Amazing Facts, okay? I just want to remind you of that disclaimer that I said at the beginning. For those of you who showed up late, this is not a sermon. This is a seminar. And so we're going to be going over some practical, practical things. Now the question is, now that we have these glow tracks in our hands, how can we get them out into our communities? How can we get them into people's hands throughout our neighborhoods and the streets and the places that we live in. Well, I'm just going to give you a few simple ideas as we're going through this here. 
how to glow, okay? If you have a paper or pencil, you might want to jot some of these ideas down. These are some practical ways that we can get literature into our communities. And there are plenty of people who have been doing this all over the place. Like I said, more than two million, two million of these tracks have already been passed out. And we've been having some exciting stories about what God has been doing. Number one, just be intentional with your sharing, okay? When you're in the grocery store line, are there people in front and behind you who need to know about Jesus? Yep. Amen. Just strike up a conversation with them about the, you know, the tofu that you have in your, on your little uh, you know, conveyor belt or something like that. <laughs> it's very easy to strike up a conversation with somebody and hand them a piece of literature. Um, Walmart, wherever you go shopping, it's a great way to pass, great time to pass out literature whenever you're in the community surrounded by non-Adventists. We got a call the other day from a man who went shopping at Walmart. As he was shopping with his shopping cart, he noticed what he thought was some trash in his shopping cart. He eventually picked up the trash and noticed that it was a Sabbath tract from GLOW. He began to read the Sabbath tract. He called us in for Bible studies. He said, I'd like to sign up for Bible studies because I learned about the Sabbath. I said, okay, great. But then he said, but that's not it. You don't understand. This is a miracle. He said, we just got done sending our son our 10-year-old son to a VBS program, and they were teaching our son about the Ten Commandments. Now, they taught him about the Sabbath, and he came back to me and my wife and said, Mom, Dad, why aren't we keeping Saturday holy? Now, we didn't know why, and so we were just praying about keeping the Sabbath when we found this tract in Walmart shopping cart. Amen? Amen. A word in due season. Guys, put it in the Walmart shopping cart. It's very easy. Amen? <laughs> Gas stations, you can leave them over there. You know where that little receipt prints out? That's a perfect slot to stick a glow track so the next person in line can come up and read about the state of the dead while they're pumping their gas. <laughs> We've had people, I've sat next to somebody in an evangelistic series who came there because they got a glow tract at a gas pump. It's powerful. Restaurants, leave them in your tips. You know, one time I was at the spaghetti factory and uh, the waiter came up and started talking to me and I just made small chit-chat with him, right? It's amazing what happens when you start talking to people. They just open up. Well, this, this young man broke down almost crying in front of me. And this is the waiter. And I was like, what's going on? And he said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You don't understand. This is the year anniversary from when my cousin got killed in a drive-by shooting. And he was just in tears right there in front of me. And I felt for this guy. And I said, hey, man, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. I reached my hand in my pocket. I didn't even know which kind of a tract I had. I pulled it out blindly without seeing it, and guess which one it was? It says, does God care that I'm hurting? A word in due season for that man. There's a, a Baptist pastor who is in Michigan, and uh, he went over to McDonald's one day, great place to learn about the Lord, and uh, on the table he found a tract on spiritualism, the one that you have that says dead men don't talk, the, the silver one. He read that tract and he called us for Bible studies. Amen? Amen? McDonald's evangelism. That's what I call sharing and passing the word along. Man shall not live by McDonald's alone. Actually, man shall die by McDonald's probably. Bill payments. Whenever you send a bill out, pay off a bill, you send it in the snail mail, right? Slip a glow tract in there. How many of you guys ever get credit card offers in the mail? Is it just me? Oh, man, you know when they try and get you to get their credit card? Yeah. They send the envelope over to you? Inside of that envelope is normally a prepaid postage return envelope, right? <laughs> so you put your glow tract in there and mail it back at their expense. One of two things is going to happen. Somebody's going to get baptized or they're going to stop sending those things to you. <laughs> Amen? 
You know, there was a, an Adventist woman who decided to mail a glow track to her friend who lived in another state. She got a state of the dead one, says um, what happens when you die, the one you have, right in your packet. She mailed it to her, the friend got it, read about the state of the dead, loved it so much that she made a photocopy of it and then mailed the photocopy to her brother who lives in yet another state. That brother read about the state of the dead, got on the phone with his sister who mailed it to him. They had a Bible study about the state of the dead based off of that tract on the phone. And as soon as he hung up on the phone with her, he gave the GLOW program a call and said, I want to find the closest Seventh-day Adventist church. Amen. Amen. A GLOW tract that went in between three different states and got photocopied along the way. Are people hungry for spiritual food or what? Amen. You know, we, we are so blessed as Seventh-day Adventists to come to these conferences and to go to camp meetings and to go to church every Sabbath. And sometimes we, we, we get very well spiritually fed, right? But it can't all be about inflow. We've got to give out to the other people too, right? We've got to let some crumbs fall over the side of the table for the little puppies to pick up. Desk holders. If you work in an office, you can uh, get a little desk holder, put your glow tracks right there to give to everybody who comes in. Um, large gatherings like the Promise Keepers, um, malls. Whenever there's a large gathering in town, that's a great place to do some passing out of literature. In Clovis, there's a Clovis Glow uh, church that's doing Glow. Their team of people went out to a Christian rock uh, concert where 13,000 people showed up. I was in this team when we went out there. And I remember driving up, sitting in the parking lot, and looking at nighttime and, and seeing the exit doors that we were supposed to stand at, because we had it all planned out, you know? And there were four squad cars in front of the exit that I was supposed to stand at. I mean, I just felt the handcuffs on my arms already, you know? And so we prayed, Lord, please take away these cop cars. As soon as we said amen, guess what happened? They drove away. We got out of our cars when that concert exited, passed out 6,000 pieces of literature in half an hour. Amen? Amen. Mrs. White says, and when, when there are large gatherings, we need to have people there who can grab the attention of people to pass them out and, and grab people's attention for the gospel. This, this weekend, this coming weekend, Friday, Saturday, mm -hmm. Woman of Faith is coming to the Anaheim Pond. We're, we're going to be out there. We're, we're passing out. I don't mind. These are good, too. We're going to pass out the uh, Project Restore. But Great. You guys want to show up for that? That would be awesome. Good. Project Restore is awesome. Yeah. We can pass out all kinds of literature. Just like Mrs. White says, tracts, pamphlets, leaflets, and books containing the message for this time. That's the key, is it's got to contain the message for this time. So check this out. You can even put your glow literature on a table. There was a, a young woman who went to a, to a uh, prayer faith conference. She set a pile of tracts on a table. The Merced County Jail chaplain came back to the table, picked up the tract that says, does God care that I'm hurting? He read it. He loved it. He called the GLOW program and said, I want this literature for all 900 of my men in jail. Amen? Amen. Because of one track set on a table, we got literature to 900 people in jail. Look, if David could kill Goliath with a little stone, God can use our humble efforts to bring Satan and his hosts down. Amen? Amen. Moving on, newspaper ads. If you guys have free uh, newspaper ads and the penny saver, that kind of stuff, if you can put in an advertisement for literature or DVDs, that's a great way to do it, a great way to find Bible studies, etc. cetera. Uh, moving on, laundromats. How many of you guys are tired of walking into laundromats and finding you know, that other denomination's literature in there? Yeah? Oh, man, when I see that happen, I always just, you know, I, I make, I, I, I dispose of it. And uh, we actually have a, a Samoan church in San Francisco. I love Samoans, by the way. These guys are, you know, they're big. You don't mess with these guys. 
And uh, they are gung-ho about GLOW. They pass it out wherever they go. Gung-ho about GLOW, wherever they go. And um, they, they, I heard a story one time where one of the Samoan women was in the laundromat. And uh, she had set her pile of tracks there. And she saw uh, Jehovah's Witness come in, take her pile of tracks, and just about drop them in the trash can. And the Samoan lady, intimidating as she was, said, what are you doing? And the lady's like, well, I, uh, uh, she said, just put those back. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> hey, we've got to get the gospel out there. Amen. And that's, you know, the Samoans can do it in a different way than I can. So praise God. Moving on. Hotel rooms. If you ever stay in a hotel room, glow tracks make a great uh, little marker in the Gideon Bibles. Put it right there in Exodus chapter 20, okay? Amen. Airplanes. Every time you ride an airplane, it's just inevitable. You sit next to somebody who God wants you to talk to about the Lord. It's just, it's amazing. Every time you sit next to somebody in an airplane, it's almost always a divine appointment. And so airplanes are a great place to share literature with people. You can put it in the, in the little magazines where they sell those little, you know, cheesy gadgets and that kind of stuff so that people actually have something substantial to read after while they're sitting in the plane. Halloween giveaways. Instead of passing out candy to the kids that come to your door to give them can uh, cavities, what can we do? We can pass out... Literature. Amen. Let's give them, man should not live by candy alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Guys, this last year, three quarters of the Pathfinder Clubs in Central California Conference not only went out door to door to collect cans, but they also passed out our new spiritualism tracks to people. We got calls in from all over the conference because people were getting these tracks. If there is one night to go door to door, one day during the year, guess what it is? Halloween. Halloween because everybody's already expecting you at the houses, right? You just dress up like a church member, you be in a costume to them, you go out there and you say, hey, uh, trick or truth? And you give them a tract, amen? Hey, that's Satan's night, but you know what? The darker the night, the brighter the light. So we can go out there and we can glow um, on uh, Halloween. Office waiting rooms, you can leave literature in the waiting room. Um, cashiers at stores, any store you go to, cashiers are great people, normally very humble, kind people. Say, hey, here's a little something to read uh, when you're bored and just keep on cruising. Um, we actually had a woman call in who works at a Taco Bell drive-thru and uh, as she was handing the empanada or whatever it was, I'm sure some vegetarian dish, to an Adventist at the drive-thru, he in exchange handed back to her a glow tract on the second coming. And just because of that simple exchange, she called in for Bible studies. That one's actually from Sacramento. Taco Bell evangelism. Wow. Orchard's hardware store. We got a man who emailed in the other day because he had gotten a state of the dead tract in a barbecue grill at Orchard's hardware store. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Now, it would have been interesting if it was a tract on the truth about hell in the barbecue grill, but, uh, you know, because flames and, anyway. But uh, he emailed in and said, you know what, I just really, I really like the way that this tract was written. I'd like to actually get some more literature. And thanks to the person who left it in the barbecue grill for me over at Orchard's Hardware Store. Now, that, I, I don't recommend leaving it in merchandise that's going to be sold, but hey, you know what? You do, you do what you got to do, okay? I'm not going to be there watching over your shoulder. Now, here, those are just a few simple ideas. You guys can come up with, with better ideas, I'm sure, as you move along and pass these out in, in your neighborhoods. 
But we need to ask ourselves a question now. Any good habit takes a little while to establish. So if you still have your pens and papers, let's write these things down. We're going to get uh, real practical about how you can get into the habit of passing out literature wherever you go, okay? Real practical about how you can get into the habit of passing out literature wherever you go. And this is called the GLOW mindset, okay? Number one, choose a location in your house or car where you're going to place your literature, okay? Um, <clears throat> normally when I pass out literature, I always, when I pop out of my car, I, I have my a little, a little um, you know, the, in, the, in the center console, there's uh, little pockets and that kind of stuff. Right there I have this, this little console pocket pop-out thing, whatever it is, and I have a whole little stack of glow tracks there. It's always stocked. So when I step out, I can always grab three or four of them, stick them in my pocket, and I'm ready to go. I'm ready for those cashiers. I'm ready to leave it on a table somewhere. I'm ready for God's divine appointments. But I can't tell you the amount of times that I've neglected to pick that up. I've walked into the store. I've talked to the cashier, and it's been an amazing divine appointment. I had a guy in line one time who's, who asked me what I did. And I said, you know, that's a perfect setup, by the way. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I give Bible studies to people. You know, that's how I get paid. Or, you know, I, I sell book, Christian books or whatever. I'm, I'm a minister. And uh, I didn't have a glow track with me. It was terrible. I, I had to say, well, hold that thought and run out to my car, grab the tract, and bring it back to him. Now, you'll get exercise doing that, but it's better if you just bring it with you all the time. <laughs> number two, how to get into the mindset. Number, first of all, number one, choose a location in your house and your car. Number two, make a plan to not exit your house or your car without first taking at least three or four pieces of literature with you. This is pr almost synonymous with number one, but you need to, to get into the mentality of it. Say, I am not going to leave my house or my car without taking these pieces of literature with me. If you need to set some kind of reminder, you know, like maybe, I don't know, a string across your, your door taped on both sides or something so that when you walk through it, you'll remember, oh, wait, where's my tracks? You know, whatever it takes. Just get into this habit. Do this for about two weeks, and you'll always remember it from that time on so that you always have them with you. The Bible says that we're supposed to be ready in season and out of season, and that we're supposed to give a word in due season to those who are weary. And sometimes it's not just an audible word, but it's also a written word. Number three, how to get into the glow mindset. Number three, take some time during your devotions in the morning and pray for divine appointments. I can't tell you how many times God has directed me to just the right person at just the right time to, to speak to them or to give them a piece of literature. It's amazing. Uh, Psalms chapter 37 says that the steps of a good man are directed by the Lord. God will direct our steps if we just ask Him to. And uh, there have been days when I've even just said, God, how can you direct my steps today? I mean, I'm going to be surrounded by Adventists all day long. You know, sanctified people, they don't need any talking. They don't need any glow tracks. But he always connects me with somebody that I can talk to. And um, this is what we want to do. Number three, just pray during your devotional time for divine appointments. This is going to help you to meet the right people at the right time with the right literature. And it helps you get into the mindset of distribution. Timing is so important. Um, not too long ago, Pastor Ivor Myers and his Bible worker, Cameron Sanders, they were going to follow up a Bible study in Templeton. And as they came to the door, the woman came out frantic in tears. And she said, my, my son's just about to commit suicide. He's just about to commit suicide. Go around the back of the house. That's where he's at. So they ran around to the back of the house. 
They found this, this young 25-year-old man weeping on the back porch. They came up, put their arms around him, tried to console him. Cameron pulled out a, a tract, says, does God care that I'm hurting, handed it to him. When he gave him that tract, that young man began to cry even more heavily. And, and he says, whoa, whoa, did I do something wrong? The young man said, you don't understand. This is the third time I've gotten this exact tract in the past three consecutive days. That young man is now an active member who's going to David Asterix's Arise Training School, and he's brought eight of his friends into the church with him. Amen. Amen. He could have been just six feet under without hope and without Christ. But because somebody, because some church members were out there actively passing out literature, that man had just enough hope to keep his head above the water until he could join God's remnant church. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> it's all about timing. You know, we actually have one church in, in Fresno that's passed out so many pieces of literature. They passed out actually 100,000 pieces of literature. 100,000 glow tracks. And the whole city is just getting saturated. It's amazing. One of the church members, he went to court one day to deal with a few things. And as he was passing through one of those x-ray machines, or, you know, the ones that detect if you got guns and stuff on you, he, he got rid of all the metal on himself. He took out the stuff from his pockets and put it into a bucket for the security card to look at. He happened to have some glow tracks in his pocket. So he put those in the bucket too. So here's this bucket. The security guard gets it. He's looking at it and he says, hey, can I have this one and this one? <laughs> and the, the church member said, yeah, actually, why don't you take the other ones too? The security guard said, no, I don't need those. I've already got them. <laughs> Saturation, brothers and sisters. Saturation. In that same town, one of the call porters was going out. He found a bum, gave him a glow track. The glow track said, the, not the glow track, but the bum. He said, the homeless man, he said, oh, thanks, I'm collecting these. And he whipped out and he had a little brochure full of glow tracks. Pretty amazing, huh? It's all about saturation and also timing, like I said. Another story here. I just heard this one four weeks ago. There was a young Adventist girl she had just had the GLOW program start at her church, so she had literature with her, just like you guys do. She was on the bus, riding to school or work. She felt this overwhelming conviction by God to hand a tract to the man sitting next to her. But she was afraid, and she just kind of held back. But finally, the bus came to the point where he was just about ready to exit. And she said, oh man, if I don't pass it to him, maybe I'll never see him again. So she mustered up all of her courage, she whipped out her glow track, she gave it to him, cringing, and he said, and it was the one that says, does God care that I'm hurting? And he said, you know, I was just praying that God would give me a sign if he didn't want me to commit suicide. And I think this is a sign. What would have happened if she wouldn't have passed that out? Mrs. White says, let every believer scatter broadcast tracts, leaflets, and pamphlets containing the message for this time. Amen? This is a work for everybody. Doesn't matter how young you are, doesn't matter how old you are, all of us can get involved in doing active literature distribution. I want to share with you um, right now something that uh, I get to hear all the time. When people call in for Bible studies, they oftentimes leave, they leave voicemails. And uh, we get to hear these people asking for Bible studies because of the tracks that they've gotten a hold of. And I thought you guys might enjoy listening to some of these.
One of them is actually of a... I want to show you another one here. This next one is actually a, a, uh, a few voice recordings of some non-Adventists calling in for literature to pass them out. Two of these young men are actually um, non-Adventist pastors ordering literature to give it to their church members. for my church. Amen. I know the story about this one. I'll share it with you. She says, our publications are now sowing the gospel seed. And then she goes on to say how whole churches have been raised up because of literature distribution and how everybody can act a part in this work. Amen? Amen. You know, that, that's that one where the guy called in and he said that he got the tracks where? The train tracks? What happened is that this, this, this pastor, it was down in Southern California, he was passing out his own literature, right, on the train. And some of, one of them, the people that he passed the, the pieces of literature out to happened to be an Adventist. And the Adventist, in exchange, handed him back a glow tract. She said, well, I'll take yours, but you take mine. 
And so that's why he called in. He, he really liked the, the tract and he wanted to order some for his church. We've had one day where more non-Adventist churches have called the GLOW program requesting literature than we had Adventist churches. The stones are crying out. Brothers and sisters, this is a work that we can all do and we should all have a part in. Amen? Amen. Um, we actually had uh, 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 some people down here in Southern California. They've actually been talking to, us, t talking to me since I've been here at SWIC and sharing with me this experience where they went down to the Rose Bowl Parade and they began passing out thousands of glow tracks. Well, we actually got a call from one of the women who uh, received one of these tracks at the Rose Bowl Parade. She called in and she said, man, I got this little tract on uh, ancient prophecy reveals the future. In other words, Daniel chapter 2. And she said, this is really, really good. She says, I'd like to get some of these to pass out to my, to my friends and, and get some of my, my church members passing these out too. She said, what kind do you have? We told her the different kinds of literature that we had, including the Sabbath one. She ordered 100 of each kind and ordered a total of 800 tracts for herself to distribute. Amen? Amen. Powerful. Powerful. Closing quotes here. Review and Herald, November 10, 1885. She says that more than a thousand will soon be converted in one day, most of whom will trace their first convictions to the reading of our publications. Amen? Now, not only does she say that, but look at this next one. This is even more powerful. In a large degree through our publishing houses is to be accomplished the work of that other angel who comes down from heaven with great power and who lightens the earth with his glory. You know what that's talking about, right? Revelation chapter 18 verse 1 is, is a picture of an angel coming down and lighting the earth with his glory. That's, that's a, a symbol of the latter rain, the last message of mercy that's going to go out to our sin-sick world. And a large portion of that work is going to be done through what? People like you. People like you passing out literature into people's hands in your community. It's not going to end this work with just ministers going out there and doing the work. We have to rise up and take the work into our own hands and begin to pass out literature wherever we go. Amen? Some of those pieces of literature are just going to lay on a shelf for a while. It's going to collect some dust. But you know what? Somebody's going to pick it up just at the right time. The Holy Spirit is going to move upon them, and they'll read it so that they can make that decision that they need to for Christ when the moment is right. You know, it's amazing to me to see what God has been doing. And as I see you here today, it reminds me of all the rest of the people in our church that can be doing this too. I wonder if today there's somebody here who doesn't just want to pass this literature out themselves, but they also want to activate their entire church. Maybe there's somebody here today who wants to go back to their home church and get this program started so that not only you are passing out literature, but you're multiplying your effort. And you're getting all the old grandmas in the wheelchairs to pass out literature through their mail. You're getting all the young kids when they go and you know, do their trick-or-treating to pass out literature. You know you can do that. At our booth, we actually have something here that you can come and look at later, and it's called the Glow Action Pack. This actually not only has literature in it to start your church off with, but it has a step-by-step -step process on how you can begin this program in your church and get everybody activated. So I encourage each and every one of you, when, when we're done with this seminar, number one, swing by right out here in this little, um, little entryway where the stairs go up, and we're going to have literature out there for you. 
immediately after this for about 15 minutes. We're also tonight going to have literature at the booth so that you can get more. You just got a little packet of about 10 pieces. That's hopefully going to last you for about a day. <clears throat> By God's grace, we'll be passing it out so fast. And then also ask us, if the Lord has been moving upon you to get your entire church motivated and activated in passing out literature wherever they go, come and talk to us about the action packs, and we can teach you about how to use them and how you can get your entire church going. Guys, we're not going to end this work by, by addition. We're going to end it by multiplication. Amen? We need to activate everybody so that Jesus can come back. Well, brothers and sisters, I don't know about you, but I feel like praying that the Lord will help us to be faithful in what we've learned today so that this isn't just another seminar, but this is something that is going to benefit our neighbors when we go back home. Amen? Amen. I didn't preach this today or present this seminar so that we can be filled up. I presented it so that for the sake of the people that you have a sphere of influence with back in your own home communities. It's for them that we're sitting in this room. It's for their salvation that we're going to keep these tracks in our pockets. And it's so that they can be in heaven that we need to pray that the Lord will help us to be faithful. Amen? So why don't we close with a word of prayer. Lord, this afternoon we come before you and we've seen one of the amazing avenues, Lord, just one of the avenues that you have given us to become involved with, with spreading the three angels' message. And, Lord, we just look to you right now for faithfulness. Our promises are like ropes of sand. But, Lord, you can make us faithful in the small things. Lord, please be with us as we go from here. And, Lord, may we just find the right people at the right time to give a track to, Lord, so that they can learn more about you and your saving grace. Thank you so much for being with us, and we ask for your blessing as we part from here in your name. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.